everybody listen to We're Not Wizards. Because we are the best. And we're not wizards. No matter what anybody says. Goodbye. Welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for June, just, because it's almost the end of June already. Can you believe it? Um, now, way back, and this is how quickly the time goes, um, is way back, like, about two months ago, um, I was, I had a, I had a pair of handy Andes on the show um, from the Glasgow Games group. So I had a Mr. Andy Boosie and I had a Mr. Andy Paul. And they were, as I say, they're from the Glasgow Games group and they were going to talk about the Glasgow Games gathering. So we had a conversation, we had a chat. I tried to be funny. Didn't work. But anyway, um, the Glasgow Games gathering is pretty much going to be starting in the next couple of days. It's actually this weekend. Um, and if you listen to this, it's actually the Saturday that's about to happen just now. Um, so we thought we'd get, and we did say it, we'd get Andy back on. Um, unfortunately, um, we've only got one of them. So we're a bit, we're, we've, we've lost a hand, <laughs> as you would say. But we do have an Andy Bussey. So hello, sir. How are you? Hello, I'm uh, I'm very good. Uh, good. Thank you for having us back on. That's all right. For me, I'm flying solo this time. So <laughs> I didn't know um, if you were using the kind of the the kind of the royal we. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, when I said uh, that, obviously you'd invited us back on, and um, whether we'd whether Andrew Paul would like to to join me again. Uh, he said, "Oh, he didn't think he'd be able to make it this time." So, so I said, "That's fine. I'll, I'll just, I'll just go on myself, and I can start claiming all the credit now." <laughs> came up with a, a, a kind of a, a relatively kind of good excuse. I think it was something like, "Well, um, it's really sunny out. Um, the sun is shining, and uh, I'd rather not stay sit indoors while it's nice." And oh, is that the ice cream van? So you, <laughs> well, so it is. Out the door for a, a, out the door for a, a cheeky ninety nine. Like, yeah, it's uh, you know you know it's like in Scotland it's, it's this kind of burning yellow eye appears in the sky and nobody's quite sure what it is because we don't see it very often. I don't know whether to kind of like stare at it and awe or start to worship it. To be honest, <laughs> you know it's the it's the as we know it's the it's the god of flakes as we like to call it because. Um, um, you know, I'm out there for half an hour, and then the next thing I know, um, basically my skin peels like it's like I'm some kind of Scottish <laughs> snowstorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, we can go, that's... we can go back, go back a bit and remind ourselves of the episode of Rab C Nesbit, which that we're going to have this conversation, 
And considering a lot of our listeners are in America, they're not going to get this. But do you remember <laughs> the episode when Rab went to Spain? Oh, and yes. Up, and yes. He, ended up, he ended up getting uh, really, really badly sunburnt, like bright pink. And he got so badly burnt. He was standing on the balcony and Mary Doll was brushing the flakes off his shoulders. And the, the couple underneath were going, look, Tam, it's a miracle. They thought it was snowing in the Algarve or something like that. So there you go. So now that we've, um, now that we've successfully um, alienated most of our listeners across in America and other such with places with that, um, with, with, with ex- exotic references to to, to BBC Scotland, because we have actually a, a TV. We've got now a channel, yeah. apparently. There's a BBC yeah. Scotland channel. Yeah, there is, there's, there's now a channel, not that I've really seen much on it, I think, but... Uh... But I, I, I keep getting told, getting told there's a channel, um, so I don't know. It's on the internet, kinda, it must be true. I, I don't know, I kind of watch it like the same way that you watch. It's like when you're 13 years old and you're watching the telly and then there's some kind of slightly sexy scene comes on the telly and you're sitting there with your parents. I kind of sometimes watch it kind of through slight squint because it's a kind of the oh this is somebody scottish doing something are they going to sound annoying <laughs> ah, they can't possibly sound annoying and then they end up sounding a little bit annoying um yeah. <clears throat> anyway yeah. that was a bit of a tangent but we don't mind um what's mood like in camp then how's how's things going at the three g's um uh, camp is is generally good we're pretty excited about the show um obviously mm-hmm. we're we're really uh, I think we're we're really actually quite proud of what we managed to do for our first show. You know, we've got uh, mm-hmm. forty traders. We've got you know pr- wow. about more more than thirty games on uh, on offer. Uh, the majority of which the the public can come and participate in. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so for our first show, we're we're pretty proud of this achievement. I think um, obviously there is some ang- ang- a bit of kind of nervousness. It's you know it's. Mm see how many people will turn up on the day um but we've we've been pushing it pretty hard you know we've had flyers out in stores we've obviously been uh pushing the facebook event through social media all these kind of things folks mm-hmm. like yourselves uh, have, have graciously allowed us to to come on and, and waffle for a wee while on your podcast to uh, to try and help get the word out to uh, and we've you know we've gone more traditional routes as well we've taken out an advert and um miniature war gaming and things like these so mm-hmm. um so yeah so i mean i think we've it's at that stage now i think we've pretty much done all we can in terms of uh to see whether uh, people will now turn up and you know get the word out about it uh so uh, so i think it's now just really we've got a few e bits and pieces just to tidy up um, yeah. and then obviously set up on friday night um but yeah generally mood and camp is is pretty good um i think after you know, after six o'clock on Saturday, it might be a slightly uh, knackered, pretty good. Um, so, uh, but I, I think we're all hopeful that it'll be successful enough that uh, we could run it again next year. So, um, you mentioned you've got a fair number of traders, and I'm not expecting mm. you to go through the kind of the the full list. Um, mm-hmm. But do you want to give us maybe a flavour of some of the people that are going to be? 
kind of going along, going to be turning up if people turn up who they can, who they can kind of expect to see. Yeah, sure. Um, so we've got some uh, like really big traders that if you're into miniature gaming or, or gaming in general, you'll know about. We've got things like uh, Warlord Games, who are obviously very well known mm-hmm. for all the kind of bolt action, Gates of Antares things. Um, yeah. We've got Sarissa Precision, who are very well known for their MDF uh, scenery, and they're also tying in well a lot with um, like Footsore and War Banner for the, the Mortal Gods and Gangs of Rome range. Okay. Um, uh, we've got Pindraken miniatures, uh, who do a lot of kind of uh, a lot of different scales, a lot of ten mil stuff, and been around for quite a long time. Um, we've got uh, um, we've also got a few kind of more local guys as well. We've got mm-hmm. things like we've got Dream Big Games, Mark McKinnon, who's recently <sighs> run his Kickstarter for Wreck and Ruin. Um, he's actually his official title now is he's uh, Mark McKinnon of fully funded Wreck and Ruin fame <laughs> um, is that his official I'll remember that actually, for Saturday uh, he, he went to the DVLA and he got his driver's license changed and I believe he's in the middle <laughs> of getting his his passport done as well um, um, and uh, interestingly enough um, his passport photo and his driver's license photo He's going to be wearing those steampunk. Oh, those big goggles he wears. <laughs> that's official. That'd be, that'd be great. Fine. That'd be great. Um, so that's, that's so he's coming along. Um, yeah. We've got uh, a guy who comes to our club actually, um, mm. uh, who runs Funky Skull Games, and it's also he also does Flags of War. Um, All right. So, uh, which is a miniature game. He does a kind of historical miniatures on one side with flags of war uh kind of jacoby and all these kind of things and then as funky skull games he's got a game out um where it's basically it's kind of 1960s 1970s new york gang warfare you know a la oh, the okay. kind of warriors movie all these yeah. kind of things um we've got some great uh, we've got one free elephant as well uh, they're coming along we've got are you get are you getting both of one three elephant are you getting um, are you getting Nigel and Sarah, or are you just getting graced with with are you getting both of them going to be there? Um, I think we're getting both. I couldn't swear to this. Um, I wouldn't like to. I wouldn't like to say, but I think we might be getting both. I'm not sure. So that's all right. Because they'll be bringing along. They're going to be bringing along like microbrew. Um, yeah, so they'll be bringing along. Obviously, they've got microbrew or some Carcosa, yeah. Uh, yeah. so that you know yeah. they make a really good range of kind of wee small games you know i've got awesome myself it's really good uh there's quite a few guys oh, at the yeah, club picked yeah. up microbrew um yes so we've got bad cat games as well they are just i think their kickstarter for gladiatories is just finishing up and that's fully funded um so fully, be able to try yeah, that fully funded and he's I'm done really, really well in that well, yeah. so, um, he got um he got like um i think he got um he got them was it most liked badge on Kickstarter or something. He got something that he was yeah, talking about. Yeah. But I know that I know that he was he was on the show recently to talk right, about okay. it. So um yeah. he was talking about kind of going back on and and kind of picking yourself up and kind of going back and going back on Kickstarter an awful lot stronger. So it's good to yeah, yeah. Good to see him there. 
Cool. Yeah. So, um, and we've got a whole load of other traders as well. You know, we've got uh, like ro- local retailers like West End Games, which is in Glasgow. Mm. Uh, they do like a lot of card and role play games. We've got Common Ground Games from Sterling. All these oh, kind of yeah. things. So, um, so we've got a you know we've got a good range of options there. Um, Have see yeah. when you were um, see because when, when we spoke, you were you were. I mean, even two months ago, I think you were kind of in the middle of you were in that uneasy bit where. You'd obviously had names you could say, but you couldn't. Mm. You didn't want to be a hundred percent and say definitely all these people are coming along, because yeah, obviously yeah. things can change. Um, was it quite easy? You know, this being your first time, was it quite easy for you to get people to to kind of turn up and things like that in terms of the traders? You know, I guess it was it was there, was there not? I take it there wasn't a, a huge sales pitch. You had to give the uh, likes of one free elephant in that, you know. Um, there wasn't a, a massive sales pitch. A lot of them seemed uh, seemed quite keen. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, especially on the the miniature gaming side, uh, mm-hmm. there's been uh, there was a, a show here called Wappenshaw previously, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that was always kind of generally well attended. Uh, so, uh, although it was quite a small show. Um, it generally had a reasonably good attendance by uh, by the the public, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of the traders kind of remember that and they thought, well, yes, I, you know, we'd like we'd like a Glasgow show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we've also had a lot of help from um, uh, Falkirk District Wargaming Society, who organised right. the Carronade Show. Um, yes, we're very we're very friendly with them. They've given us a lot of pointers, and also what they've done is. Because uh, obviously they've been running Carronade for quite a few years now, and they're actually at that stage where uh, they quite often have a waiting list of traders. Um, yeah. So quite a lot of these waiting, these traders that are on the waiting list, they've said to them, "Well, look, you know, there's also this Glasgow show coming up. Oh, Contact right. them, see if see if they've got space." And and we've had a few people come to us say, you know, "Oh, we got your name from uh, you know one of the guys at Falkirk, uh, and we're inquiring about space." So. Um, yeah. Uh, but some of the other guys as well, like we've got um, Redwell Games coming up as well. Uh, they are running, yeah, Tom from Redwell. So, um, and when we contacted him, he said, "Oh, you know, great. Oh, thanks for thinking about this type of thing." So, uh, so yeah, it's generally been quite well received. Um, obviously, we've we've tried to make it as uh, as attractive as possible. We're we're quite honest in that we're coming from more of a, a miniature gaming background um so yeah. probably the the traders this year are certainly skewed towards that um but we're certainly yeah. trying to accommodate you know other other types of gaming you know board gaming and role playing all these kind of things because at the end of the day we all do them there's a good balance of it at our club um so uh, so it's something we wanted to try and make sure, not just make it a war gaming show or a miniature gaming show. We wanted to try and a- appeal to a broader audience because, um, you know, at the end of the day, we all get together to, to play games, whether that be with, you know, little toy soldiers or bit wooden meeples or, you know, a character sheet and some D20s. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Have you have you had a time to to get some, still get some games done? Or has it has there been a lot more kind of concentration on kind of with the show? Are you still managing to get kind of stuff to the table over the last? Oh yeah, of yeah, anyway? yeah, yeah. We're still managing. I'm still managing to get stuff to the table. I was down at. Uh, I managed. <laughs> I even managed some time to go down to uh, UK Games Expo a few weeks ago. Uh, well, more than a few weeks ago now. Um, uh, 
but yeah, so we're still managing to get time to go to get to the table. Um, we quite often try oh, and have right. our, our our meetings kind of outside club time, um, all right. So that we can, so we can all do it because at the end of the day, you know, we we want to be able to still enjoy gaming. That's why we all mm. come together. As I say, mm-hmm. um, how so, was the UK Games yeah. Expo then? Was it was it good oh. fun? UK Games Expo is fantastic. I think it's um, uh, it's such a there's such a good vibe about it. I think where you know everybody's just there to to play games and talk to each other and discover new games mm-hmm. and all these mm-hmm. kind of things. Uh, I mean, we played um, when we were there. We went for the whole three days. It was uh, two of wow. my friends and my, uh, myself and my wife, um, right. and we and one of my friends picked up uh, Outer Rim, the new Fantasy Flight game. Have you had a chance to have you had a chance to get that to the table? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we played it on Friday night at UK Games Expo. He, he pre ordered <laughs> it and he picked it up on the Friday and we played it in the Hilton on Friday night. Um and as one of my friends said, it's it was a little bit like being a rock star because you had all these people going by going, Is that out of rim? It's like, yeah, it is. And it's like, oh, what's it like? And it's like, oh, it's really good. <laughs> so but you're not but you're not tempted to just kind of go and this is me because I'm a horrible person. We tend to say, well, no, I did kind of help design it. So, <laughs> do, you want, do, you my, do you want my photo? Do you want my yeah. kind of thing? Your copy? <laughs> do you want to sign your copy? Can you imagine that? Can <laughs> you imagine Just that? Somebody would be getting back to their house and they'd be going about the, they'd be going about the groups. Like, look what I got out of room. Wow. Is it good? It doesn't matter if it's good or not. Look, it's signed. Who's <laughs> Andy? I can't even see with the credits. Goes back to his Twitter feed and it's like somebody's actually commented underneath, oh, see, Andy's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think of uh, it? Because I've heard, I've heard, um, I've heard kind of, I've heard positive things. I've heard a lot of it excitement i've heard some people say well the star wars branding kind of allows it to get away with a few things that if it didn't have the ip um mm. then it maybe you know it maybe wouldn't but i've heard all in all it's one of these games that if somebody had it and said what we're we playing tonight it would be like we're playing that you know there'd be no question because yeah. i've heard it's very 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 good fun yeah it is it's a lot of good fun there's um uh there's a there's been a good amount of kind of thought put into it and, and carrying forward that kind of Star Wars theme even into the small mm. details like uh, the 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 kind of the standees for the the characters are shaped like Sabak cards, um, right. which is you know obviously that kind of very scoundrelly thing to do because it's it's all it's obviously all based on kind of the rogues and the scoundrels and the at the edges of the galaxy trying to basically turn a bit of cash while avoiding the attention of the various factions. Um, yeah. Uh, there's been, certainly if you if you only ever watched the movies, you would know, you would recognise a good amount of it, but then there's more in it as well. They've drawn from things like the, well, they've drawn from Rogue One. They've also drawn from like the Rebels cartoon. Uh, oh, right, okay. From, they've drawn from some of the video games and the comic book series and all these kind of things. So, um, so you, you, you've got your kind of, famous heavy hitters like mm. Lando and uh, and Han Solo and Chewbacca and all these kind of things but you've also got like Hira Syndulla from the Rebels cartoon and oh, right, um, okay. uh, you've got Jyn Erzo from Rogue One and all these mm. kind of things 
So, uh, so yeah. So there's there's a lot in it. Um, it's it's not a it's not a horribly complicated game to pick up. Once mm. once you play it a few turns, you'll pretty much know what you're doing. Um, everybody's got the same objective. You basically have to garner a certain amount of fame, um, which kind of depends on how long a game you want to play. Um, but you all have you can all have slightly different ways of going about that. So the the easiest way is doing jobs and bounties and all that, and everybody mm-hmm. can do that. But everybody has their personal goal, which will get you a little bit of fame as well. So um, so I was playing on. Tuesday night at the club there, and I was IG88, right. and his personal goal was to gain two droid crew members, and then that gets him fame and uh, things like Boba Fett is to hunt thought, bounties and kind of things. I always thought IG88's goal was to find a hat that fits. Because <laughs> the boy, well, the well, boy's got, the, the boy's got a big head. He does have a big head. The, the the random piece of Star Wars trivia for for this evening is IG88's head was made out of one of the drinks dispensers from the cantina scene in the first film. You total nerd! That's amazing. I love it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just obviously back then they didn't have as much of a budget. It's just like, oh, we need to make this robot-looking guy. Uh, oh, we'll use that. That's absolutely. <laughs> they a random flying around. So that's absolutely amazing. I just, I didn't know that, but mine's actually quite, quite, you know, I think um, just with coming out with facts like that, I mean, even if you're down in London and you're not doing anything this weekend, um, you owe it to Andy with that Star Wars trivia to be (laughs) getting yourself up to to the venue. Um, (laughs) Are you, are people pre-ordering? kind of tickets for the day or are they are they buying kind of tickets kind of on the door all tickets will be sold on the door um Mm. we haven't we haven't done a pre-order system um we've just because the price is actually quite cheap it's it's three pounds on the door or one (laughs) or a pound for under 16s um so we haven't gone to uh, we haven't gone for a pre-order system this year. Again, it's something we'd maybe like to do in future years, especially if we mm. go down the avenue, such as some game shows, uh, like where they, you know, uh, like maybe salute and things like these, where they offer you mm. a kind of a goodie bag type thing for for the first X number of people going through the door. Uh, I know some shows have started to do this. Um, I think as well, as it's our as it's obviously our first year, we wanted to kind of keep it reasonably kind of simple um so i think this is why we've decided not to have a few things that again you maybe see at most game shows like you know like a, a bring and buy um we unfortunately don't have one this year or things like open play space it's, um, it's such a to be honest with you though the the um the bring and buy is such a huge thing to organize and mm. it only takes i mean it only takes a couple of little mistakes and people you know are going kind of i I know the uk games expo i know that like you know thousands of people that were there i know there was a couple of the vocal few that said Mm -hmm. they discovered that their um they discovered that their um that their game boxes had been opened and you know a couple of components were missing on the stuff that they hadn't sold right yeah But you've got it's such a big thing to it's such a big thing to manage, and I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of preparation 
in it. I know that Tabletop Scotland did it, but they had folk there all the. They had to have folk managing it all the time and yeah, yeah. making sure everybody was there. And Aircon did it as well, and it was even bigger. Yeah. And it was, it's quite, um, it's quite overwhelming. It can be a difficult thing. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think in all honesty, if we do a bringing by, we'll probably go down the line of um, what they do at Carronade, uh, mm. which is rather than have a, a manned bringing by, similar to you know Tabletop Scotland, whatever, where you mm. hand in your items and they effectively sell them for you. Um, we would do it where at Carronade, what they run is they operate that they basically have a room with, I think there's something like thirty odds six by two tables and mm. you can hire it you hire a table for i think they break it into four slots or three slots for you know it's a two three pound and out for a slot mm-hmm. and you ha- you can ha- that can get you one six by two table or you can have more right. if you want yeah. uh, and basically they operate it as a flea market um so it takes a lot less staff uh to to operate obviously mm-hmm. on their side and obviously you take away that thing of uh, you're effectively looking after someone else's goods. So as you say, if you end up in the problem of, oh, well, somebody's opened my box and this this isn't complete anymore and it was complete this morning um, and it hasn't sold because it's missing items now. or uh, And also it means that people can go up and, um, and haggle with the person. You know, you can directly deal with the person selling you the item rather than, again, I know some bringing buys where they'll, They'll basically say, you know, after you put in two prices and they drop all yeah. the prices after, say, two o'clock or something like that if the show's yeah. closing at yeah. four. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it lets you go up and directly deal with the person. Um, so I think that's that's quite a nice way of running things. And I think if we move into a bring and buy in future years, I think that's probably something we'd look to do um, rather than the more, as I say, the more traditional kind of turn up and hand in your goods and we'll sell them mm-hmm. for you at a mm-hmm. table, basically. So. Mm-hmm. Has there been any kind of um, any kind of admin stuff, health and safety stuff, legislative stuff you've had to you weren't aware of that you've had to kind of get sorted out, kind of in the um, last couple of months as well? Yeah, there have been a few things actually. Uh, a few things we didn't really anticipate when we went into the uh, when we decided to run a show. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, we had to apply for. Uh, a market license through Glasgow City Council. No, oh, right. Um, because we're running a market effectively for a day. Um, mm-hmm. So we've had to go through that. Thankfully, it's not a huge amount, but uh, it it just, it wasn't a huge amount of hassle. You know, we filled out the form, we completed it, and then we, you submit it. But the, the problem came, you know, it kind of, you submit it to the council and you don't hear anything for a long time as it makes its way through the kind of labyrinthian yes. maze of council administration. Um, yeah. And you're sitting there going, are we going to be denied a license or not? Uh, but uh, but I can say that, you know, we've, we've successfully managed that. We've There's obviously, there's various terms and conditions, but they're reasonably standard, so, so they mm. should be fine. Um, also, the other thing we didn't think about, well, we didn't anticipate originally was, uh, but we've again had to, to do was we've had to look at um, public liability insurance. Oh um, yeah, because obviously you know if we if we put a chair down and somebody trips over that anything like these, uh, so uh, it's just you know it's it's just the part of it is uh, the venue will only cover so much. Um, obviously they'll cover any flaws in their things, but you know anything else would fall on us. So we just have to. Uh, so that was something we just didn't anticipate at the time. Um, but we've managed. We've you know it's a learning experience. Um, as I say, there's been various people helping us out quite a lot. We've had you know we've had feedback from the traders at times regarding 
things like the the stall sizes and positions of bays and all these kind of things we've had as i say a lot of help from the club over at falkirk yeah uh, there's been help as well from some of the local glasgow clubs who used to organize the the previous whopping show uh, game show all these kind of things so um and hopefully that means that if we do it next year that it'll be uh, a bit of a smoother experience for us um and for everybody else involved you know because uh, uh we've realized various things that we could improve about this to to try and make it easier on traders booking all these kind of things so yeah yeah is it given you kind of like a new sense of respect for you know what even what the guys are doing at like carinade and tabletop scotland you know and places like that oh yeah 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 i mean it's it has given me a a, a lot more respect for you know the guys at carinade all these kind of things uh you know i mean they've been running that's i think that was their 13th year this year so they've been they've yeah. been doing that for quite a long time uh, i mean the guys at tabletop scotland to to go from uh to from their first show to run effectively an entire weekend over uh from uh for whole days you know from Mm-hmm. Sunday into half a Sunday, uh, from Saturday into half a Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a big undertaking. I mean, I remember talking about the guy at, uh, I managed to meet the guy, well, one of the team who organises UK Games Expo, actually, at the Glasgow Games Festival last year. And mm-hmm. we were chatting away to him um, because he also runs a small games company, Medusa Games. He does, uh, yeah. Yeah, Richard Denning. Um, yeah, yeah. So we were chatting to we were chatting to Richard, and um, uh, and he was saying, you know, it's now actually got to that stage where effectively UK Games Expo has become his full time job. Um, it's it's now it's now grown to a stage where you know uh, it, it requires that. So um, uh, and certainly, I've, you know, I've heard other things from from other people, and and in some ways, this is the problem of your show gets so big that you know, it effectively becomes a, a full-time job organising it, but it can't actually pay you a salary for that. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. I know um, it's like I, when you get to the... It's like, it's like uh, Mark Cook at Aircon. Mm-hmm. I mean, they seem to be getting bigger and bigger and the, the, you yeah, know, the yeah. people that they're kind of bringing on and everything like that. But I think you're right. You kind of get to a point where you're, you've effectively got to take like eight weeks out of your life. Yeah, yeah. To, and, and that's just to kind of like mad scramble around to do everything yes. or as you yeah, say yeah. if you're trying to do it throughout the year you're going to like lose up a lot use up a lot of your personal time over the weekend trying to kind of yeah yeah try and get things um kind of yeah. sorted out uh, so yeah so i mean it's 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 certainly given us i think a, a new respect as to to the people who've done this especially the people who you know successfully do this every year um as mm. i say like the guys at canon a they've been doing that 13 years well uk games expo that was 13 years now and you know they've went from starting in a i think they started in a masonic hall somewhere and now they're the something <laughs> the biggest show in the world um yeah. so yeah. you know it's uh yeah it takes takes a it takes a lot of work um and a lot of effort so uh more i think more than you think when you think oh let's organize a game show how hard could it be <laughs> It's famous last words. Yeah, famous last words, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It's not going to be in your grave. I'm, I'm going to let somebody else organise my funeral, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> for people who maybe missed kind of venues and stuff like that kind of last time, um, mm. where's the venue? Um, what's it like in terms of, say, parking, busing, training to get into yeah. it? You know, if people are coming from, obviously there'll be a, 
a, you know, a fair smackering of people coming from around about the Glasgow area, but if folk are um, if folk are travelling from out with the area, you know, where 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 are you where are you roughly, and yeah. how easy is it to get into the place? Yeah, um, so we are at the Bella Houston Leisure Centre, um, or if you look on Google Maps, it comes up as Glasgow Club Bella Houston. Um, mm-hmm. It's really easy to get to by car. Uh, it's literally two minutes from the M8 uh, Junction 24 heading east or west. Um, we've actually got right. videos as well on our website. Uh We've uh, one of one of the guys recorded videos of him driving to and from the venue from both directions. So, uh, so we've got those. Oh. Um, car parking wise, there is 190 spaces at the venue, um, but obviously oh, this will be an active this will be an active venue for other people. You know, obviously there are other yes. gyms. There's there's a swimming pool, all these kind of things. Um, mm. So those those can fill up fast. It, there is, however, lots of on-street parking as well, and the streets directly round about it. That's all free; it's not permitted at all. Um, so uh, that's really easy to get to. Uh, there is also uh, a lot of. There's two train stations nearby. Uh, mm-hmm. About fifteen, probably about fifteen minutes walk. There is. Uh, uh, I think there's Moss Park and Hillington East and Cardonald and mm-hmm. Corner Hill, they're all quite close to it. Um, so as I say, Excellent. they're probably about 15 minutes walk. Um, and also it's two seconds from, it's quite a large street in here. It's Pais- Paisley Road West, which has a lot of buses. I think sp- specifically yeah. the main bus route that runs up and down Paisley Road West is the number seven, which basically oh. runs from the city centre straight out to Paisley yeah. Road West. And then, you know, you can get oh, off cool. there and it's, uh, and it's right there basically. It'll be about a, you know, a minute walk. Um, it's basically just straight through the front doors, and in the left, you'll see the main sports hall, which is where we're located. So, uh, that sounds excellent. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's quite a good venue for, you know, a first show. Um, it's a it seems a reasonable location in terms of parking accessibility, all mm. these kind of things, and and the amount of space that's available. Because uh, obviously, that's that's always the problem is the premium, is the space. Uh, so. Yeah. Cool. So it's three pound on the door and a pound if you're under the age of sixty. Or was it they saying if you're lucky enough to look under the age of sixteen, kind of thing? It's if a you're lucky enough pound. To, to look under the age yeah. of sixteen, it's a pound. Must be accompanied by an adult. So excellent. And uh, it's running from uh, doors open. Is it ten o'clock? Doors open? open at ten o'clock. Doors open at ten o'clock till uh-huh. four o'clock. On Saturday, um, excellent. So uh, there is various facilities, obviously on site. There's you know uh, disabled access. There's toilets. Mm-hmm. There is a cafe as well. All these kind of things, um, along with the the traders and the demo tables. Uh, we've also we'll be running a raffle um, for various prizes. Uh, that will be taking place at half two in the afternoon. Um, we're raising money for McMillan Cancer. Um, Excellent. Um, and also, we will be running a, a, a kind of gamer passport card, uh, which everybody will be given one when they come through the door. Basically, what mm-hmm. you do is there's there'll be five slots on that card. Um, two of those will be for purchases. Two of those will be for demo games, and one will be for either or. Um, oh, and right. you get and you get stickers on that, 
so the way you get stickers is you can on your purchase slots you make a purchase at a trader any purchase over 10 pound qualifies um so one purchase mm-hmm. over 10 pound gives you one sticker uh demo games mm-hmm. basically play a demo game and you'll be given a sticker once you've got all five stickers on your card you just put your name on that mm-hmm. hand that in at the there'll be a box at the front desk put that in there and then again at the same time at the raffle at, at half two in the afternoon uh, a winner winners will be drawn from that where basically you can win a voucher to spend a, a trader of your choice so that sounds excellent uh, so basically the, excellent. the idea is you know do what we do anyway buy things play games and hopefully you can mm-hmm. win so that sounds that sounds fantastic um as I, I can only wish you the best of luck. Um, I hope it goes kind of extremely well. Um, as I say, if you're listening to this just now and if you are in the area and you're looking for something to do for a good couple of hours, um, then venture over. Come and say hello. I take it you're going to be um, kind of about kind of making oh. sure everybody's kind of happy and looked after you. Most certainly, yeah, yeah. Myself, the rest of the committee, we've uh, we've got a good helping of volunteers as well from our club, um, who've all said mm-hmm. that they will help pitch in, um, you know, run the front desk, etc. During the day, we'll all be there. Um, if anybody uh, is unsure, if anybody needs a bit of help, uh, mm-hmm. find one of the people. Either go to our front desk, or you'll see um, one of our staff members walking around. We've got we've all got high vis vests that say G3 staff on the back of them so if you find one of them they'll either oh, be cool. able to help you or they'll be able to point you in the direction of someone who can help you um, so but yeah because at the end of the day we're there to make sure that you know people have a great time um, and that hopefully everybody comes back next year and we can see this show grow from, from year to year and go from strength to strength Absolutely Absolutely um, If people want to check out and get some more information online where can we find you on the interweb nets? Okay. Um, so you can go to our website, which is uh, g3gamers.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's got a tab um, for the show, and that will tell you all about the show. That will tell you um, kind of directions, any frequently asked questions we've had. We're putting those up there. That will also give you a full list of the traders. Uh, that mm-hmm. are coming to the show, uh, along with links to their websites um, where we have them uh, and a, a description as to what they sell. Um, and I'll also give you a list of all the clubs that are coming to the show uh, and some of the great games that we're going to be putting on. You know, we've got things like kind of, uh, we've got uh, some of the local clubs like the Glasgow Trades and Club coming along doing uh, an American Civil War skirmish. We've got uh, Scottish Wildlings oh. coming along coming along running ninth age battles um we've got some really big games we've got uh tiffin games who are coming along trying to run one of the uk's largest games of the if you remember this if you know the steve jackson game ogre um yes so he's trying to run one of the one of the U- largest games in the uk of that um we've also <laughs> got asmodee coming along they're sending along de- uh, you know a great team of volunteers to Asmodee-ed, run yeah. Series board yeah. games um yeah. from more uh more kind of more games maybe aimed at a newer gamer from things like Dobble and uh, and then moving up you've got things like the new Ticket to Ride London you've got um, yes uh, the new Pandemic game uh, Rapid Response uh, so uh, so we've got all that going on 
So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, sounds, so that's uh, all that's listed on our website, yeah. Um, or if you look through um, G3 Gamers on uh, uh, Facebook, that should yeah. uh, that should bring you to um, that will bring you to our show. Uh, that will bring you to our main kind of page, and from there you can find links to our group chat page and and all these kind of things. And we are also uh, on Twitter as well. So there you go. Well, as normal and as last time, we will take all of these links and we'll put them in the show notes so that we have got notes to show. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, <clears throat> go to the internet, search We're Not Wizards, you'll find us. You know, we're established, as I would say. Um, if you want to help us out, tell somebody else about the show, um, even if you don't like them. If you want to torture them, do that. You know, get them listening to us for 45 minutes. Obviously not Andy, because Andy's been pleasant. And wonderful, but you know, me instead, quite annoying, bit brash, etc. 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 Um, or you can jump onto Apple Podcasts and you can drop us a subscription, or you can drop us a rating or a review. If you are going to be giving us a rating or a review, <coughs> don't give us 10 stars, uh, because my ego is bad enough as it is, but uh, don't give us one star because uh, it can be bruised, as they would say. Give us something in the middle like a five, you know, because it's average, and I'm just a little bit average. But the person who's not been average tonight, rather wonderful, rather fantastic. The man who's excited, and he's probably pacing up and down the room with anticipation. It's Mr. Andy Bussey. Thank you very much, sir, for coming on. Thank you very much for having me back on. And as I say, I can only wish you best of luck. Um... I can only wish you best of luck with, with the event. It sounds sounds like it's fantastic. And hopefully this is going to be the first of many, um, many to come as well. Um, yeah, there's only that's a couple certainly things. Good. Um, there's only a couple of things to do. First thing, as always, is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Andy? Um, I can confirm now being my second appearance, that I'm still not a wizard. That's very, very good and a very, very correct answer. Um, and the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from Andy. Say goodbye, Andy. Goodbye, Andy. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, uh, stay safe, roll sixes, make something awful. Um, but until the next time, well, you know, as I say, if you're kicking about in Glasgow or Saturday, or if you're not kicking about in Glasgow and you fancy doing uh, something a little bit different, um, a little bit wargamey, a little bit fun, then uh, get yourself along to the Glasgow Games Gather Ring 10 until 4 and very, very reasonable prices. But until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Wizard is never late.
early. He arrives precisely when he means to. 